0: Hey, thanks for joining us as we talk about uh, our message on peace this past Sunday. And we'll just recap real briefly that you know, the idea of what is peace, it's wholeness in God. We've, we've been ma- being made whole in God and, and peace with ourselves, peace with God. And how do we get peace? Well, we get peace by giving God all the glory. And then once we have it, how do we give it away? Well, we just share our presence. We become charitable with our presence, with who we are in the presence of others, and um, graciously share what God has done in us and what He is doing in us with others. And so, so that's kind of an encapsulation of peace that we talked about. The uh, you know the, the probably the most important component of that in my mind is how do we get peace? We get peace by praising God. So a heart of praise is a heart at peace. And we can talk about peace all day long, but we have to deal with a couple couple statements of Jesus in that that don't necessarily seem to jump off the page as peace. And this is, this is probably more than we could deal with on a Sunday morning, which is why we're doing it now and why we call this video Digging Deeper. Listen to this in Matthew 10, verse uh, 34. Do not think that I've come to bring peace to the earth. I've not come to bring peace but a sword. And then we go back to John in chapter 16, verse 33. Listen to this another statement of Jesus around peace. Um, He says, Behold, the hour is coming. Indeed, it has come when you will be scattered, each to his own home, and will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone, for the Father is with me. I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So we've got two statements of Jesus there that that are kind of, focused around peace. The one is, hey, you're not going to have peace in this world, but I've overcome the world in John 16. And then the other in, in, in Matthew 10 is, hey, I didn't come to bring peace, I came to bring a sword. If we're going to press fully and more deeply into this idea of peace, we have to understand that peace The concept of peace in Scripture, the concept of peace that Jesus addresses, the concept of peace that we talked about in our message on Sunday is focused totally around peace between God and us as individuals. So remember, we go back to the angel's pronouncement in Luke 2. Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace among men with whom he is well pleased. See, here's the problem. If we think of peace as a concept that we can somehow end all wars on this planet and never have an argument with our spouse or, or get along great with our in-laws or our kids never get upset with us and walk away or our coworkers never never say anything negative or mean or bad about us, we're mistaken. We're totally mistaken. The, the idea of Matthew 10 where Jesus says, I didn't come to bring peace, I came to bring a sword. He's talking about human-to-human relationships. See, here's the thing. If we are going to live for Christ, to stand in Christ, we must understand that He is offensive to those who don't believe in Him. And I said He is offensive, not we are offensive. We don't want to be offensive. We don't want to have others feel this deep offense from our behavior, but we can freely and fully understand that if I'm living for Christ, those who don't desire him are going to find the things I do offensive. They're going to find my presence even offensive. I didn't come to bring peace. I came to bring a sword. And in there, in Matthew 10, Jesus goes on to talk about the division in relationships between parents and children, and siblings, and and you know uh, mothers and daughters, and fathers and sons, because his presence is offensive to those who don't want his presence. So what we get, what we're talking about when we say peace, is we're actually talking about the peace that Christ brings between us and God, the resolution that happens in the relationship between us and God through Christ. And that's why, you know, he, he so often when he talks about the peace he brings, the peace he gives, you know, in Christ you have this peace. Um, that even shows up in Philippians 4 where, where uh, Jesus says this, or excuse me, where Paul says this. He, he talks about, being at peace with God, rejoicing in the Lord always. And then down in verse 7 of Philippians 4, it says this, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So here's what I don't want to do. I don't want to leave you with a concept of peace that says, if I just figure out how to live into the peace of Christ, then what's going to happen is I'm never going to have a harsh word said about me. I'm never going to have an argument with another human being. Actually, it may be just the opposite. It may be that the further you live into Christ, the more offended people become around you. And so I don't want to leave you with this idea that that the peace of Christ that I find in Christ... Resolves every human relationship. It really doesn't. It doesn't. But here's what happens. The, the human relationships that are strained and don't have peace in them and that kind of pull at us, the place where Jesus talks about, you know, I didn't, I didn't come to bring peace, I came to bring a sword. And those relationships where his presence in us is offensive to those who don't want him, Those relationships will never be our focus as we grow in the peace of Christ with God. Our focus will be on Him in such a way that those things around us don't impact us. They don't drag us down. They don't push us. They don't drive us towards vengeance and and striking back to those who are offended by us or who are offensive to us. Ultimately, ultimately, If you want to know if you're living in the peace of Christ with God, for me, there's two simple little tests. Watch how often you get offended and pay attention to how often you get defensive. When I am fully living in the peace of Christ in God, I'm at peace with God, I'm in that peace that surpasses all understanding, two things will not happen. I will not be offended by anything, And I won't be defensive about anything. You might be thinking, well, that doesn't make sense. Shouldn't I be offended by wrong? Shouldn't I be offended by by things that happen in the world? But that offense, when I'm offended by God's law being violated, when I'm offended by things that happen in the world that are not of God, that are evil, that are sinful, that's not my offense. That's God's offense in me. That's the same as Jesus cleaning out the temple. He didn't clean out the temple because he was offended by the presence of the money changers. He cleaned out the temple because he was offended by God's order being violated. Hence his statement of, you know, my father's house is not to be a den of iniquity. He he didn't walk in offended for himself and go, hey, I know better than you and you guys shouldn't be doing this in the temple. His offendedness was because the the law of God, the presence of God was, was being affronted by wrong behavior. And defensiveness, well, the simplest way to say, hey, I'm not going to be defensive, is Jesus before Pilate, standing there silently. Imagine if we could live lives where we weren't offended by things that were said or done to us. Where my only offense was when God's character, nature is assaulted. And then I immediately remember that vengeance is God's, not mine. Therefore, I don't even become offended by that. I pray for those who would assault God's character and nature. And defensiveness goes out the window when I know that God is my defender. He's the one who holds me up. He holds me with his righteous right hand. And so to stand accused by others, I can actually stand in silence. That's ultimately how we're going to know if we're living in the peace of Christ. Quick litmus test. Are you easily offended? Do you easily become defensive? Then you need to praise God more. You need to seek to praise Him in all things so that your heart will be at peace in Him because a heart of praise is a heart at peace. And so in all of that, we have to remember that the peace that Christ offers is a peace that exists between me and God. It doesn't necessarily resolve every human relationship. As a matter of fact, it might create strain in some of them. That's what Matthew 10 talks about. Didn't come to bring peace, I came to bring a sword. You know, we look in the the prophecies of the end times and what we see is as peace becomes something that is closer and closer to being fully realized, peace with God, all creation being restored to its former glory in God. And as that timeline gets shorter, where the presence of Jesus will inaugurate a new heaven and a new earth and all of creation will be restored to peace with God. As that timeline shrinks, what we notice in the end times prophecies, in Daniel, and Revelation, in, in Isaiah, and other places in Scripture, is that war ramps up. <laughs> the closer peace gets, the less peace we have. Because Jesus didn't come to bring peace, he came to bring a sword in the context of human relationships. But the peace that arrives is the peace that stands between us and God when that 2 Corinthians 5 thing happens where we're reconciled with God. Then that peace comes between us. And that peace will enable us to stand in all the discord at the earthly level, at the human relational level. So I hope that's helpful. I'd love for you to kind of chew on that idea as you walk through the, the great questions that Pastor James came up this week. Think about times where you're offended, where you become defensive. That might be a pretty good indicator that you're not living in that peace of God, that peace that surpasses all understanding. And so what do we do in those moments when we're offended or or defensive? We go back to that idea of praising God so that we can have peace in those moments. So... Let me pray for you Before you go into your discussion time Father we're so grateful that We can stand in Christ And be at peace with you Lord And Lord I pray that we understand That that promise Is not necessarily a promise of peace In every human relationship On the contrary It actually can put us in a position To be a target To be made fun of To be disregarded Or worse And yet All that we can suffer because we seek to be at peace with you is nothing compared to what Jesus suffered for that same reason, for the desire to bring us peace in him with you. And so, God, I pray that we become a people at temple who are not easily offended and who don't become defensive because we're living deeply into the peace that comes to us through Christ, that surpasses all understanding. So, Father, bless this discussion time and just let relationships be built. Draw closer to each other. Draw us deeper into yourself. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks. Have a great week.